Hello and welcome to your Believing Heart podcast for February 15th, 2023. I'm your host, Mario 8, and you can find me across the internet, all at Mario 8. Links to all my socials and every article I'll be discussing, as always, will be in the show notes. This week I'll be discussing Game Pass lowering sales, Activision ending work from home, Minecraft, the Mario movie, and stuff I've been doing after building my first PC, like playing Hi-Fi Rush and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, naturally. I also watched The Last of Us, and I'll have some thoughts about that on later. And hey, exciting news, this is the first episode I'm recording on my new PC. Last week's episode, I couldn't get my microphone to work, but this week, I did something. What did I do? I don't know. I have no clue. But I did something. And now my mic is working again, and so I can record my podcast without lugging my previous desktop and putting it on my desk next to my new desktop and... Anyway, let's move on to the news. In Water is Wet news, due to the Microsoft Activision acquisition, some previously unknown but highly speculated, data has come out about their finances. Specifically, that they have internal metrics showing that after games get added to Game Pass, sales for said games drop by some non-zero percentage. I gotta say non-zero, the exact number was redacted, but it does go to show that services like Game Pass are training people to stop paying for games. In the same way that Netflix and other streaming services have trained audiences to stop buying or renting movies and TV. And given how good that has done for those industries, I'm not too optimistic about what it'll do to games. I mean, I get it, Game Pass is a truly wonderful deal. And if it's a deal that you need to take advantage of, then by all means, have at it. But I am worried. I mean, I don't think, especially at this point, anyone can defend what streaming services have done to movie and TV. It's a constant content, content mill designed to pump out as much mediocre, widely pleasing schlock as possible, and anything that might need to innovate anything that might not have the highest return on investment, either gets cancelled after only one season or not even made at all. And I don't want that to happen, well, happen even more to the games I play. Obviously, places like Sony and their big first-party output is already kind of doing that, but still, I like the original stuff. And of course, there's always going to be indies. Indies are really going to lead the innovation, but even then, they might not be able to continue to finance themselves if the payouts from Game Pass get lowered and they have to sign the Game Pass deal to get any public, but then their sales go down so they can't afford to make a second game. This is all speculation, of course, but I do want to add, there are good things about Game Pass besides the value, though. Games like Hi-Fi Rush or Pentiment might not have been made at all if not for Game Pass guaranteeing a minimum ROI. Which I bring up only to say that this really isn't a black and white situation, but we are already seeing signs of it turning bad. In lighter news, this new Minecraft update looks cool. Minecraft version 1.20 is set to release soon and it's got quite a few features in it. There's a new mob called the Sniffer, a new archaeology feature, and a really cool looking cherry blossom biome. Cherry blossom season during Animal Crossing is always one of my favorite times of year, 
when that gosh darn bunny isn't around, and I'm excited to see it in Minecraft along with all the pink-toned building materials that'll now be available to use. I like Minecraft. I need to find that RTX mod. And to keep with the Microsoft news, if you, like me, love video game documentaries in the like of Noclip, and also recently played and loved Psychonauts 2, then look no further than Double Fine's Psych Odyssey, the documentary that just released. It's an hours-long look in the development behind Psychonauts 2, and I am so excited to dive into it. I haven't watched it just yet, it is very long, and I want to get closer to starting to write my video on Psychonauts 2 that I'm planning, so that the info in the documentary can be fresher on my mind while I write it. Still, super cool that they did this. I'm really excited to get to watching it eventually. Also, watch Noclip 2. They're great as well. And the final piece of news, Nintendo and Illumination put out a new ad for the Super Mario Bros. movie. And I tell you what, this one worked for me. It's a fake commercial for Super Mario Bros. Plumbing featuring the intro for the Super Mario Bros. Super Show, and it is just so charming. I've actually watched it like half a dozen times now or so. I never even watched Super Show, but this trailer is speaking to me. I'm still hesitant about the movie itself, but this is a really good piece of marketing. Included is also a pretty funny website, as well as a call-in voice memo recorded by Charlie Day's Luigi advertising their plumbing service. Notably, Chris Pratt's Mario is still mostly missing from, like, all of the promotional material. But I still consider myself hopefully optimistic about the movie as a whole. And the trailer spot is, is really good. It was a really good trailer. I enjoyed it a lot. And I'm going to call that for the news this week, because I have quite a few things I'd like to discuss on what I've been doing. And so the really big thing that I finally completed was I built my very first personal computer. That's what PC stands for, right? I built a desktop tower. A few weeks ago now, I bought all the parts, and then I eagerly anticipated all the parts finally arriving into my house, and then I kind of stacked them all up in my room, and then I got scared, because there are a lot of really expensive pieces that were in that stack of boxes, and what if I messed up? What if I built it wrong and broke a piece and would have to spend hundreds of dollars repairing something? And that was scary because I, I really, I really had no idea about any of this. I still don't know a lot about it. But I spent hours scanning over Linus Tech Tips. He has a couple different tutorials, or they have a couple different tutorials, the group of them, how on how to build a PC. One's a first-person view. Another is like a really in-depth, detailed analysis of how to build a PC. I watched both of them start to finish pretty much, skipping, skipping over parts that didn't matter as much to just wrap my head around it. And then I put them all together. It took me like, I think, six or eight-ish hours to finally put it all together and, but then it turned on, and it just works, and oh my gosh, it is wonderful. I'm so happy that I have a new computer. I could, I can't tell you how much of an improvement it's already been, and I haven't even made a new real video. I've only made one podcast. I, admittedly, it took a while to set up. This is my biggest complaint with it. I bought a motherboard with a Wi-Fi chip that came with it, 
And the Wi-Fi on it sucks still. I think it's almost a little bit worse than the USB Wi-Fi dongle I bought for my previous desktop, which is unfortunate. I, I was really hoping it would be an upgrade, not a slight downgrade. It's got like the same up and down, but this one is a little bit more spotty, I want to say. Maybe it's just slightly worse up and down, which is noticeable to me because I'm a bit of a power user when it comes to the internet. So that's frustrating, and it also made downloading all the software that I needed to install on this new machine take forever. But I finally got it all up. Even, even just today, I was bashing my head against how to get my stupid blue snowball to record again. And then I just, I did something. I was looking through a bunch of different steps on a few different guides and nothing was working and then something worked and I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm taking it for granted. I'm doing, I'm, it's working now and I hope it works the next time I turn on my computer. Speaking of, it's so much, it's so much faster. I can't believe how fast it is. Previously, I had to allot like 5 to 10 minutes to after turning on my computer and waiting for it to turn on, waiting to be able to log in, and waiting to be able to open anything. Now, everything takes place within 60 seconds. I can boot it up, log in, open up Chrome and Steam, and everything is just so quick, and I love it. And of course, the first game that I played was RuneScape. And not even new RuneScape. RuneScape 2007. I, I I just downloaded it just to make sure it was still running. And it was still running. I only played it for like 5-10 minutes. No, no, I didn't do really do anything in it. But I I'm like I like that I was able to say that RuneScape 2000... Old school RuneScape was the first game I played on this computer. Other than that, I have finally jumped into Hi-Fi Rush. The rhythm action platformer game by... The people behind... The Dead and the Evil Within. One second, let me look up the studio. Hi-Fi Rush is by Tango Gameworks, who I think is under, yeah, under Bethesda Studios, which is under Microsoft. So I bought it on Steam. I think I got five bucks off on it. I am loving this game. It is so wonderful. I've only ever played one action... Uh, ac oh, dang it, I action character action game in in the vein of Bayonetta or DMC. I've only ever played Bayonetta 1, and I played it for a few hours, and then I got bad at it, and I kind of just fell off of it years ago at this point. And that was kind of my biggest worry, is I I love a good rhythm game. Re really, really got rhythm on lock. I don't do combos very well. And after getting used to Hi-Fi Rush, that is still the case. I find myself using the default light, 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 light combo. Sometimes switching to a heavy, heavy, heavy combo. 99.9% .9 of the time. But I am always S-tier rhythm and I'm always S-tier time. But because I'm only using these boring combos, my score is really low. And I've only I only ever get like... B ranks, C, or sometimes A ranks, because I, I just don't, I don't have it in me to make the combat flow in the way I want to. Admittedly, I did also start the game on hard. I felt that my ability to rhythm would be able to let me start on a higher difficulty level, and I think I was right. This is a pretty good difficulty for me so far. I'm dying every once in a while, but I'm having, a, I'm just having such a good time. My biggest complaint is the actual platforming part of this action, rhythm action platformer. 
There are good rhythm platformers like uh, BitTrip Runner, and there are good rhythm games, and there are good action game, character action games. And this is a really good rhythm character action game. The combats and the dodges and the parries all being on the beat feels incredible. And they keep, so far, I'm, I think I'm roughly halfway through, maybe a little more. They keep introducing new enemy types to keep the combat feeling fresh, even though it's getting a little tiresome at points. It's like, oh, it's another combat encounter coming up right here. There is a lot of combat in the game. I mean, it's one of those games. But my complaint, which I was getting to, is the platforming kind of sucks. You, you fall like a brick. It, you, I feel I feel like I want to jump and move on the rhythm. And so the platforms do move on the rhythm. But if if you jump and try to time your platforming to the rhythm, it doesn't feel good. Everything else is timed to the rhythm, but the platforming, you kind of just need to play like a regular platformer, and it it clashes with how well-aligned rhythm is into everything else. Even when you're just running from combat encounter to combat encounter, you dash multiple times in a row by doing it on the rhythm. Every one, two, three times, you, if you dash, you can dash up to three times in a row if it's on the beat. But when you jump, it does give a little music note when you jump on the beat, but it is almost, it doesn't work for the platforming in the way that I think they were hoping for it to work, and that was a bit of a bummer. Overall, I'm, I'm loving the game. It looks beautiful. The, I love the cell-shaded cartoony art style. It's incredibly voice acted. I'm loving everyone's performances. The main character, Chai, is such a doofus. He's such a dummy, a big old dumb, dumb idiot. It's a joy playing as him and watching him just be an idiot and think, what what is this guy going to get us into now? But the ancillary other characters in the game are also fantastic as well. I'm, I'm really loving everyone's dynamics so far. I'm having a great time. Hi-Fi Rush. I'm, I was really excited when I first saw the trailer. I was really excited when I heard a lot of people liked it. And while the platforming part is a bit of a bummer to me, Overall, I'm still in love with this game. I think it's basically the only game I've played this year. Only 2023 game for sure, but uh, it's, it's going to be up there. Especially depending on how many games I play, which historically hasn't been much. Will it beat Zelda? Who knows? Zelda's not out yet. But so far, Hi-Fi Rush is my number one game of the year, which is really easy to say when you've played one 2023 game in the year. Moving on, I also used my new computer to, drumroll... Finish reading Jojo Leon or Jojo Part 8, the manga. I had fallen off of it years ago at this point. And I think I think it even finished airing or releasing about a year ago now. And I just had never gone back to it. But a week ago, I finished I finally decided to sit down and start watching or uh, finish watching Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6, Stone Ocean. I had watched the first 13 episodes when Netflix released them all those months ago, and Netflix really ruined the release. If it was a weekly series, I would have been watching weekly, but because Netflix sucks, they put it out in three chunks, and I just forgot about it for like a month and a half, and I never even watched the second part. I watched the second part and the third part over the course of like two days, because Netflix decided to kind of screw up with that. Whatever. Thanks, Netflix. They're going to go out of business soon anyway. But oh my gosh, I watched it, Part of the reason I built my computer later 
was because I was watching JoJo's instead of building a computer and figuring out how to do that. Either way, I watched JoJo Part 6. I loved it. And then, and then I thought, well, I do still have the tab open to finish reading JoJo Part 8. I should do that too. And I'm just, I'm just fully in on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure again. I love, I love this show and I love this manga. I, I, I already loved Part 6. It was one of my, it was definitely among my top three of the original six parts. I, I don't know exactly where it would land now, but 4, 5, and 6 are up there for me. And 1, 2, 3 are definitely lower. But... I really like JoJo's Part 8. I th- I think one one of the things that did it for me the most with JoJo's Part 8 is the way that it handled stakes. Everything was so much more personal to all of the characters involved. In in which case, like, so much of the other JoJo storylines wind up being, like, kind of the Marvel problem of everything winds up being the end of the world. But Part 8 still managed to have the climax be solely personal it's not the end of the world it's it's these characters and we care about what's going to happen to them and that's why the stakes are so high at the very end and it was uh it it was a great read i think part nine is starting like in a week or something so i timed it out incredibly well i don't know if i'm gonna start part nine along with it i think i would rather have some sort of backlog to work my way through but also it took part eight multiple years to finish airing i think it might have even been a decade it took a long time so even if i do wait a year i will i would be able to catch up in a day and then have to go monthly for the next five years or however long part nine part nine takes to come out either way i love jojo's bizarre adventure i've also been watching the last of us i'm only four four episodes four episodes in right now I am a The Last of Us hater. I enjoyed the original game. I actively dislike the sequel. And but and many parts of the original game have soured because really it is just a strung together a bunch of reused tropes there with with really good acting. The game has really good acting and that's what carries the game. And so I was skeptical to see how the adaptation of the show would be. And overall I'm enjoying it. One thing I'm definitely noticing is I'm liking the show a lot more when it deviates from the source material. Like episode 3 so far has been the highlight for me. And I honestly, knowing the rest of the show, knowing how things might deviate a little bit, that'll probably wind up being the best episode. I, I It's it's fine. I, I like Pedro Pascal. He's really great. I like the actor who plays Ellie. They're doing a really good job. Their their character dynamics with one another. This was definitely shown off in episode four. I really like seeing them act together on screen. I feel like that was almost portrayed better than it was in the game. Again, I'm on the Last of Us hater, so come at me. There, there is especially knowing where the show is going to be going. I think these actors, and maybe it's just that they're in person on a set with a different director. I think, and they're, they look like their parts, they look like how they're going to be in the game. Whatever the reason is, I feel like these two actors in the show are showing their relationship better, also better than in the game. Also, I think that might be because the game is still a game, and so in between these good heart-to-heart moments, you don't get a time to breathe, you get a time to shoot zombies or shoot ravagers in the head or whatever. And I just, 
the gameplay kind of breaks up the story negatively, in my opinion. The show's alright. I unfortunately pretty much got large chunks of episode 5 spoiled for me. One, just because I know where the series goes. And two, people just can't shut up. People cannot shut up anymore. What's up with that? People used to be like, oh, wait, wait at least a day. Wait at least a week before you start talking about it. Uh Uh-uh. People just start talking about it immediately. They watched it Friday night or whenever this week's aired, and they started talking about it Friday night. And that's frustrating. People, people need to relax a little bit. <laughs> Lastly, I would like to briefly mention that I've been continuing to watch The Bad Batch Season 2 weekly, and I have been, I've been really enjoying this show. One thing, one thing that I can't get over is how beautiful The Bad Batch looks. There was an episode on Coruscant last week, and these animators have made Coruscant look so beautiful. I would argue it's the best depiction of Coruscant we've ever gotten. It looks it looks more beautiful. It is better animated than Coruscant in like episode 3 Attack of Revenge of the Sith. It is just a fantastically animated show. I do have a complaint. Sometimes scenes are too dark. I need to either watch it at night or close my curtains so I can see what's going on the screen. But when they get the lighting just right and you can see everything and it looks fantastic and then you still have a bit of a painterly background going on, it is it is fantastic. And then these last two episodes, which are not the episode airing today, but the episode last week, was were just was fantastic. It was doing some amazing stuff. Some of the episodes are pretty good, carried by fantastic visuals. These last two episodes were great. And it makes me excited for in five years from now when a more civilized age finally gets to them. Anyway, I like the Bad Batch. I like watching stuff, and I'm really glad I have a new computer. A couple more things I do want to try on my new computer is to get play Portal RTX. I haven't installed. I just haven't played it yet. And also, like I mentioned earlier, get download the Minecraft RTX mod to see how Minecraft looks with ray tracing. I have a lot more adventures to do with this computer. I'm really excited to see the next, the first time I have to edit a full video. One thing that I upgraded was I had 8 gigs of RAM on my old machine. I have 32 on my new machine. And so I feel like I will be able to hold so much more video in my RAM so that my DaVinci Resolve editor will be able to run much quicker. And I'm really excited to test that out. Last week's podcast, a 30 minute long podcast rendered in three minutes which is quite which which pretty darn quick admittedly these podcasts aren't much it's just audio and a little bit of video an image flashing up and down but it was quick and i'm really excited to see how far this thing can take me and now that i've built in a computer before i know a little bit more so if i wanted to install a new graphics card or if i wanted to install more ram or install more SSD, which I think that's what I'm actually going to do, is get more SSD soon. I know how to do it, and I feel confident doing that, so I'm really glad I built a computer. But for now, that is going to be all for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like, leave a rating somewhere. I hear iTunes ratings do good for the algorithm. The amalgamous algorithm. Ooh, scary. Or if you'd like, you can leave a rating and maybe a comment on the YouTube version. Leave a thumbs up. Or thumbs down if you really want to. But if you leave a thumbs down, let me know why. What did I do wrong? You just hate me? I don't know. 
or if you just want to harass me on the internet, please don't do that, but I, I'm on a bunch of social medias. The ones I'd like to point to right now are Tumblr or co-host, you can find me there, or if you just want to not get a response from me but know that I'll see it, I am still on Twitter. Anyway, that'll be all for me this week. I hope you enjoyed, and I will see you next time.